This is a Dalarna University production. Hello, my name is Kerstin Örn and I'm professor in oral health science at Dalarna University in Sweden. And I am also a licensed dental hygienist. What I will present for you today is a study we have done on factors of importance for oral hygiene behavior. We conducted a large study with the overall aim to develop, describe and evaluate an individually tailored oral health education program based on behavioral medicine for patients with periodontal disease. As you all know, uh, the oral hygiene behavior is of crucial importance for, for a successful outcome in periodontal treatment. And we realized on beforehand that uh, not all patients would be successful, neither in the experimental or the control group. So that's why we also were interested in looking at factors uh, of importance. However, we were very successful in the main study. We achieved a significant reduction in, in gingivitis interproximally uh, to a much larger extent in the experimental group than in the control group. So we were happy about that and that has been published in Journal of Clinical Periodontology and the model as such has been published in International Journal of Dental Hygiene and it is with Birgitta Johnson as the first author. So I could really recommend those papers for, for those of you who are interested in reading more. Anyway, uh, very little uh, research in dentistry is uh, theory driven and very seldom the theory behind is reported in papers. So we decided, when we wanted to look at factors of importance, we decided to base our uh, model on theory of reason action, or used theory of reason action as our framework. And as you can see on the slide, the theory of reason action is uh, composed of the four variables behavioral beliefs, attitude, normative beliefs, and subjective norms, which all four constitute the intention to perform a behavior and further a behavioral change. Attitudes refer to an evaluation of a certain behavior, which is determined by belief that the behavior yields a specific result. And subjective norms are the extent to which a person experiences social pressure from significant others. And normative beliefs determine subjective norms and are represented by normative expectations of professionals. Here we are important persons as professionals to really encourage uh, the patients. In combination, these four factors act to determine the formation of intention. And the stronger intention to perform a behavior, the higher probability that there really will happen a behavior change. So this was our model. And we also wanted to add on self-efficacy. 
Self-efficacy is recommended by Bandura as a factor of importance for behavioral change. And self-efficacy is how confident a person is in performing a specific behavior and uh, includes overcoming the barriers to perform that behavior. And the stronger perceived self-efficacy a person has, the more active she or he will be in changing the behavior. So we wanted to add on self-efficacy to the TRA concept. And we also know that gender is a factor of importance in oral hygiene. Uh, research has uh, found that women has a more positive attitude towards oral health. Uh, they have also better oral hygiene habits. They have less plaque and less gingivitis. And uh, Cyrilli has also shown that they have a higher self-efficacy towards tooth brushing. But we were interested in mainly interproximal cleaning because that is the most um, uh, important cleaning when it comes to periodontal disease and, and the area where people most often fail to clean properly. So the final aim was to provide an empirical test of the extended TRA and the prospective direct and indirect role of behavior belief, attitude, normative belief, subjective norms and self-efficacy. But the secondary aim was to explore what impact the cognitive behavior intervention and gender had on the interdental cleaning behavior and the final outcome was gingivitis. Uh, gingivitis is in a way an indirect measurement of uh, cleaning habits, uh, but I think that it is the most valid measurement because you can always report that you clean in between your teeth, but it may not always be the truth. So gingivitis is really the most valid measurement of cleaning behavior. So we had a hypothesis about uh, what we should do. And you can see the hypothesis on the slide. You see the four elements of uh, the TRA. Uh, the behavior, beliefs, attitudes, normative beliefs and subjective norms. Cell and self-efficacy. And that is all measured at baseline. And then the intervention happened. And after three months, we measured the oral hygiene behavior uh, as interproximal cleaning at three months. And at 12 months, we measured the gingivitis interproximally. And we hypothesized that behavior beliefs should predict attitude, which should predict oral hygiene behavior. And now you can see that the intention is removed and that is because uh, almost 100% reported that they had the intention of cleaning uh, interdentally on a daily basis. So it didn't make sense to include it in the statistical analysis.
That's why we removed it from the model. But we also hypothesized that normative beliefs should predict behavior beliefs and subjective norms, and that subjective norms should predict oral hygiene behavior. And also that self-efficacy should predict oral hygiene behavior at three months. And then we hypothesized that gender should have an impact on behavior beliefs, on attitudes, on normative beliefs, on subjective norms, and on self-efficacy. We further hypothesized that the, that the oral hygiene behavior should have an impact on gingivitis at 12 months. And finally, that the intervention should have an impact on oral hygiene behavior and also on gingivitis at 12 months. So this was our hypothesis. And as you can see, it's a very complex model. And, and the, that's the, the whole idea, what we did, was to really see whether we could fit all these complex uh, variables into a specific model. We had 113 patients with chronic periodontitis. Their mean age was 51.2 and the range was between 25 and 65. Uh, 53 percentage was female and 108 participants successfully uh, participated in the study. So we were happy about having a, such a great proportion staying in all the year long. Uh, they completed a questionnaire at baseline at three months and at 12 months and they were also examined clinically by one uh, experienced periodontist who took the ordinary periodontal examinations like uh, plaque and gingivitis, number of teeth and pocket depth and bleeding and probing and so on. But I won't go into reporting that today. The only thing we're going to report is the gingivitis interproximally because that was what we used as a final uh, outcome measure. For the measurement, the, the TRA construct measurement, we used an instrument which has been created by Tedesco and co-workers. And I'm going to go through them on the next few slides. So the attitude towards the behavior was assessed by four statements. For example, cleaning my teeth with two sticks, interdental brushes or floss once a day is unhealthy it's a one to healthy seven. So it was a seven point Likert scale for the responses. Behavior beliefs was assessed with 12 statements. For example, to clean between my teeth keeps my gums healthy. Unlikely one to likely seven. And uh, subjective norms was assessed with the three statements. Most people who are important to me think I should clean between my teeth once a day. Disagree is a one, to agree is a seven. And normative beliefs represented the influence from dental staff, the influence from us in two statements. My dental hygienist think I should clean between my teeth once daily. 
disagree a one to agree seven. And self-efficacy uh, was measured by a modified version of the self-efficacy scale created by Syriele and co-workers. And that instrument consists of five statements concerning taxing situations. For example, how confident are you to clean your interproximal surfaces once daily when you are tired in the evening? Completely confident not to is a zero to completely confident to a five. So that is a six point Likert scale. And then the oral hygiene behavior was uh, measured by reported frequency of interdental cleaning. And in the analysis, it was dichotomized into daily and less often. And the clinical outcome was defined as gingivitis interproximally using the Leon Silnes index, which goes from zero totally healthy to three spontaneous bleeding and is hereby a four point Likert scale. And for the statistical analysis, we use the structural equation modeling uh, to see whether the extended TRA model was a fit, an acceptable fit for our model. CSEM is a powerful statistical technique that allows simultaneous text testing of complex interrelationship between variables specified within a priori models. So we had specified the model a priori in our hypothesis. And SEM has been used in dentistry by Sarah Baker and, and her co-workers. And now we're gonna look at the result on the slide. You can see that there is four columns. We have the measurement on the leftmost left column, the baseline, the TRA, extended TRA concepts, the three-month frequency of interdental cleaning and the 12-month gingivitis. On the most right column you have the possible range and you can see for example behavior beliefs was measured with 12 statements and if everyone would have reported the most negative they would have reported a 1 on each of the 12 statements and would finally have a 12 as a sum. And if they had uh, responded the most positive uh, ending with uh, a seven on all the different aspects, they would have ended up with an 84. So that's a possible range. But the actual range in this group of participants is in the uh, second right column. And you can see for behavior beliefs it was between 34 and 58. And then you have the mean values for each of the TRA concepts. And you can see that for normative beliefs, attitudes and subjective norms, the range reach the ceiling. And for subjective norms you can also see that the range uh, uh, reach the floor. And all the mean values were above a possible median, indicating that the responses are on the positive side. You can also see that 73 percentage 
reported a daily cleaning, interproximally, and the gingivitis was 0.49, with a range from 0.03 up to 1.13. And the model was a good fit on all five I priori indices. The chi-square was pretty high and consequently not significant, which is fine. That's what it should be. The ratio between chi-square and degrees of freedom was 1.28 and that should be below 3.0. The CRMR should be below 0.08 and the RMSEA should be below 0.06. CFI should be above 0.95, so all of them are fine. And social cognitive constructs and gender explain 12% of the variance in interproximal cleaning three months after dental hygiene treatment. And when the intervention and interproximal cleaning at three months was added, this model explained 56% of the variance in gingivitis at 12 months which is a pretty high number when it comes to, to behavioral sciences. And now let's also look at how well the model fit the hypothesis. So we're going to go back to this very complex hypothesis uh, starry sky once again. And exactly as was hypothesized, behavior beliefs predicted attitude. Normative beliefs predicted behavior beliefs and subjective norms, and also in addition self-efficacy. And self-efficacy predicted oral hygiene behavior measured at interproximal cleaning at three months. But neither attitude nor subjective norms predicted interproximal cleaning. And interproximal cleaning predicted gingivitis at 12 months, as was hypothesized. And when it comes to gender, uh, we could see that uh, women had greater normative behavior beliefs, norm attitudes, normative beliefs, but lower subjective norms than men which is a kind of uh, odd finding. So it is like Men is more depending on significant others than women are. And the effect of the intervention was significant on gingivitis at 12 months. We could not see the, any effect of the intervention on interproximal cleaning at 3 months, as was hypothesized. But we also had some indirect effects. And the normative beliefs had an indirect effect on the interproximal cleaning and also on gingivitis. And subjective norm had an indirect effect on gingivitis. And self-efficacy had an indirect effect on, on gingivitis. And the effect from normative beliefs to interproximal cleaning and gingivitis was through self-efficacy. And in addition, normative beliefs had an effect on indirect effect on attitudes. But 
attitudes had neither a direct or an indirect effect on oral hygiene behavior or on gingivitis. A higher level of self-efficacy to perform interproximal cleaning at baseline a higher level of self-efficacy at baseline was associated with higher frequency of interdental cleaning at three months. And uh, cognitive, the cognitive behavior intervention was the strongest predictor and contributed most to the gingival outcome at 12 months. So in conclusion, the model demonstrated that self-efficacy, an individually tailored oral health program and gender were important predictors for oral hygiene behavioral change and consequently gingival health. Thank you for listening.